Hello, and welcome to Saving People, Queering Things, a Supernatural podcast. We were previously known as Driver Picks the Podcast, and the episode you're about to listen to was recorded under that name. Though our name has changed as of season three, our show hasn't changed that much. Our structure and theme-based discussions are the same, and we're so glad you're here. Now, let's get on the road. Hello, and welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast, the show where we talk about ghosts, road trips, and free will through every episode of the TV series Supernatural. Today, we are exploring season two, episode four, Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, through the theme of willpower. I'm Abigail, your host, and joining me today for the second time is Noah, back for more shenanigans. Woohoo! Welcome. I'm, I'm good at those shenanigans. Some insight into Sam and Dean. Yeah. Yeah, we get some some more like uh, fallout from the end of season one, beginning of season two, everything that's yeah, happened. Which I definitely didn't watch in between <laughs> recording the penultimate episode and this episode, but your yeah. dad died, so I mean, I was right there. It's okay. I didn't I didn't know that Sam I mean, that Dean died until. Um, later on in the episode when we talked about it and I was like oh, oh I mean that explains some things kind of it's a little like that's Back a little a little dicey kind of but that does lead us well into our series recap perfect which we'll catch you right up so perfect. this is the road so far for season two so after spending most of his adult life hunting for the demon who killed his wife John Winchester is dead having treated his life for Dean's and the demon is still at large Despite having no new leads on the demon, Sam and Dean, both avoiding their grief in different ways, are still on the road. However, recent experiences suggest that monster hunting may not be as morally simple as John had taught them after they have a blowout fight with another hunter in the previous episode and ultimately decide to let a group of non-murderous vampires go free. For now, though, most things that are not human are monsters that need to be ganked, and the Winchesters are continuing to hunt them while getting closer to understanding what actually happened to John and where the demon might be now. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I like it. And that brings us to this episode and to our 30-second recap. (laughs) We both go, "Ah." Yeah, okay. Ooh, okay yeah easy um what order do you want to go in uh, i'll go i'll go first I'll knock it, okay knock it real quick love it um three two one go okay um so sam and dean go to see their mom's grave and on the way there they see the grave of this other girl who coincidentally died pretty recently and uh, is haunting uh everybody or it's just haunting it just it comes came back in general and that's a problem and dean is uh obsessing over that instead of facing his own problems with how he survived and his mom's death and dad's death and um he and sam figure it out and kill the bad guy in the end nice nice like very complete yeah yeah it wasn't chronological but it got there hey you know these stories don't unfold chronologically half the time anyway there we go you out there i'll see if i can fill in some some details there you go perfect okay let me okay three two one go 
Okay, so Sam and Dean are visiting their mom's grave because Sam wants to, but Dean mostly wants to avoid it. And so he manages to find them a case where this guy has uh, brought back using necromancy his kind of girlfriend. And she goes around and starts killing everyone who she had beef with in her uh, previous life. And that's obviously a problem. So Sam and Dean are like hunt her down. They manage to trap her and trick her and take her out. Um, and then they have an emotional conversation about how they feel about their dad's death. Hell yeah. Hell there we yeah. go. It is now time for us to discuss this episode through our chosen theme. This week, our theme is willpower. Yeah. Love the sound effects. It's I had great. To do it once. It's such a good transition in, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to start off with? Um, okay, okay. Um, willpower was a is a pretty interesting um subject to start off with. Uh, I thought because uh, this was um, I mean the whole villain Angela seems to be entirely existent upon willpower. You know, like because of Neil wanting her back and him exerting his willpower when the spell and whatnot he brought her back and so she's kind of just existing through sheer will to get revenge I guess yeah whoever she's been wronged by yeah that's interesting because it's like the two different pieces of willpower it's like Neil's willpower is what brings her back and then but what seems to be driving her once she's back is not like her humanity it's her just will to kind of make right the things that were wrong in terms of even like her death like she tries to solve those things yeah 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 it's 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 dangerous too because neil thinks the whole time that he's in control and he's not i mean in the slightest no. he started something but it way out of his hands at that point um yeah i think i think he thinks that he's gonna get her back and she's gonna be like she was yeah but even if she was like she was she still wouldn't want to be with him you know like that was yeah. the whole problem when she was alive is that her willpower was stronger or maybe not necessarily stronger but anti how he wanted it to be yeah oh that's a really good point like because he she already saw him as such a great friend and you know yeah he had her back which is not wrong or wrong of her in any sort of way because i mean that's life is sometimes people are friends and sometimes they're not like yeah yeah he just couldn't accept that and even when she died he was like i can't accept that so he tried to bring her back but he already wanted to bring her back but different so it was already dicey right he is already mess he's already trying to like exert his willpower over hers and already trying to alter who she is because if he doesn't it doesn't do any good exactly and so that and that gets him into trouble because well again and also the whole thing where the the only way to bring her back is by like using a spell by necromancy by using something that's already pretty dicey and like the very fact that everything around like all the plants are dying everything around the grave is dead like those are some pretty like big red flags big red flags but you know he didn't i mean he was a little too um uh, uh, 
Twitter painted yeah. to, to see otherwise. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he was happy that she was giving him what he wanted and he thought he got it. But she was like, yeah, I'll do that, I guess, if I get to come back to life, sure. Yeah, and she yeah. And he seems like he's even convincing himself. Like the first scene when we find out, when we realize it's him, the yeah. first scene where they're talking and they're talking about Matt and he's kind of pushing a little bit like he wants to find out if she had anything to do with Matt's death and she kind of she denies it and he like gives that one up way too easy way too fast because like he can get some yeah he wants yeah 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 exactly he's convinced that he's got it's he's he ha, well, he has to convince himself because if he doesn't convince himself that she's not responsible then she is responsible and then ultimately he's responsible because he brought her back and he can't handle that can't face that fact no if, if he does then that means that he's in way over his head and and she can't be controlled lean into it and say well let's make out a little bit <laughs> yeah say oh well what if we just like we just be together and everything else kind of doesn't really matter it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be fine i'm sure i'm sure so so concerning everything about his character (laughs) like from the first and from the first scene too like the first scene we get with him like he yes he's being really supportive and that's fantastic but the like shot we get the first shot we get like when she takes his hand his hands and and is kind of like clearly for her that's a grasping onto some like stability and comfort when she's just been through something kind of traumatic with her boyfriend cheating on her and the way he looks at her and the way he kind of like, it's not about comforting her. Like he's called, he was always comforting her to try and he's, get something from it. He's making the move while she's trying to recover from this trauma, you know? Yeah. That, that was already sus. Yeah. So he instigated her death in the first place by not helping that situation. Yeah. The fact, yeah. The fact that yeah. Not not that he instigated Matt cheating, but no, but, um, no, but he's he doesn't help this situation. No, like there's probably there's probably multiple ways they could have done that that wouldn't have. Like she didn't want to see Matt, and he's banging on the door. Like you could have just like I don't know, not answered the door. Just like wait yeah. till he gets tired and leaves. Yeah, you could have just said hey, or like call the core. Like yeah, cops. Yeah, call you know, open the door, crack, go leave where I'm calling the cops door slam you suddenly don't have this problem and maybe she ends up with you anyway if she's interested in that and if not then at least you're like a decent person yeah and you're not contributing to two deaths which is like if he yeah if he cared about her for her then he would want to protect her no matter what the situation was yeah and he wouldn't be using that as a as a way of like oh great her boyfriend's actually a cheater maybe this is my moment to sneak in there. Yeah, because yeah. gross. Gross. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> That's a human being you're talking about. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, please don't. Um, also, I mean, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, and it's not really related to willpower, but, like, it's just, I don't appreciate the portrayal of either of the women in this episode because no. they exist entirely to be, like, sexualized or brutalized or both and yeah, it's I have, just ugh. it's it's just disappointing it's they yeah. um, are both based down to to just well this person just seemed to be upset about 
them being sad and then oh they die oh no not quite the boy saved me yeah and i don't know it's also like the idea of like these two best friends these roommates and like one of them cheating like one of them sleeping with their roommate and best friend's like boyfriend i don't know i feel like that's not that's it's just i don't know wait it's not it's overused it's overused it's over over, i mean it's cliche it's It's cliche yeah and it didn't have a lot of like depth to it in this storyline like i'm not opposed to that storyline being a thing but it's very like neither of them had any personality or Mm -mm. no they were they were just just shuffled shuffled under yeah uh, well pick a name there's a woman yeah they almost the lines like they even look kind of like they they're like they physically look very similar they dress like they like it's yeah they have basic white girl names yeah yeah it's angela and what's the other i'm sorry Lindsay. i still care i'm still friends (laughs) (laughs) yes we're sorry to anyone who has either of those names i mean to be fair both of those but we're not we're not tight. I'm, I'm tight with the Lindsay, though. Oops. Okay, there we go. You covered your bases there. She knows. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, both of the boys' names are also pretty basic white boy names. Matt and That's Neil. That's true. <laughs> Matt and Neil. They kind of suck as, as characters, too. Yeah, they do. They really do. Full offense, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know we've talked a bunch about Neil, but like Matt's also pretty crappy. <laughs> he just gets a Honestly, lot of love. He cheated on her and then shows up mad that she's mad. Yeah, unclear as to what he was showing up for. Like I yeah. had forgotten, because again, it's been a long time since I've seen this episode and I forgot, honestly, that it was a cheating storyline. And I couldn't remember if it was a like, she had broken up with him and he was mad and wanted her back. I couldn't remember like what the story beats were and they don't actually tell you until pretty far in the episode that it was a cheating situation so you just get this like impression of like she is with of like this man is showing up angry and violent and that's like kind of all you know about their relationship until the car crash which is just like yeah pretty intense and it 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 really it was unnecessarily um, aggressive. I mean, he's just so aggressive. He's so aggressive. He comes in out of nowhere. It's like, you chose violence today. Please stop. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah, exactly. And then kind of creepy afterwards. I mean, like, I get it. Like, you were, you were in a relationship. But, like, the scene where he's watching the old videos of the two of them together. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's also- he cheated- exactly i'm like like i get it you like just because you made just because you like screwed up doesn't mean that you aren't going to mourn this person that you lost but it's weird yeah it's hard to feel a lot of sympathy video that yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird vibe putting that on in your living room yeah yeah i don't know it's weird it's weird it's just like yeah yeah. <laughs> Everyone grieves in their different ways, I guess, but like, damn, Matt. But yeah, like, uh. <laughs> also, also on the whole thing of like, you know, you're not valuing the person for like who they were when they were alive and like now you're mourning her, but 
you yeah. didn't obviously didn't value her when she was alive or you wouldn't have like she cheated on yeah but never know what you got till it's gone and slices your throat open <laughs> yeah you know no big i mean this is the thing other like angela like obviously yeah like they're like obviously we have like three victims in this episode like all three of these people die angela matt and neil all die but angela is like the biggest victim in this episode really because she is the one that gets her willpower stripped from her both by the fact that she's yeah multiple times in her relationship before the episode even started Mm -hmm. in her ex showing up and like not leaving her alone and in and neil neil was intending to remove her willpower again like like yeah in the way that he was handling her coming to his house yeah in that whole scenario he was going to yeah didn't get the chance to because she crashed which is another instance of like her willpower getting taken away yeah Car crash, boom, done. and then she's brought back again and she even says later on like she says right before she's killed she says i'm still a person um yeah. which is like such an interesting line when you think about willpower because it's such an exertion of like i'm still a person like basically meaning like i'm the implication is i'm still someone who can make decisions i'm still someone who i'm only worth something because i'm something that can make decisions like that's what makes me worth something yeah or that's what makes me not even necessarily just like worth something but that's what makes me a person is like i still have agency to be a to be a person tries tries to grab that and they say yeah and they say no (laughs) they say no because you keep killing people which (laughs) anyway i want to ask you a question about that but i want to do it later at a specific point later so i won't ask it now we'll come back to it um i wanted to talk about okay so we talked about willpower in terms of like the plot of the specific episode but like the overarching theme of this episode really is connected to the boys and what they're the the fight they have like four different times in this episode Uh about grief and hunting and using hunting to get away with not processing your grief yeah yeah i was trying to think about that in terms of willpower um Um, well i saw that in the way that dean was coming with sam in the first place shows that you know dean's kind of making it feel like he's there against his will but he came out there knowing that it was going to be emotional for sam and sam might need something someone to be there for him or someone to make sure he's safe and so it's really the strongest showing of his will that he really wants to go that he did go with sam even though he's going to complain the whole time right make it sound like he doesn't want to he wants to be there more than anything not for the same reasons as sam but um i mean he 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 needed to be there for sam yeah it's an interesting thing with both that's an interesting part where both their wills are sort of like pushed up against each other because sam's like i'm going i don't care if you are i'm going if you don't want to go drop me off and i'll hitchhike and dean's like i don't want to go but i will 
begrudgingly so you don't have to walk Ugh. yeah and so you're not and like the implication being also so that you're like not alone also the last time sam hitchhiked was in season one and it ended with him meeting meeting someone who turned out to be a d who he met he met meg the last time he hitchhiked um (laughs) so i think there might also be dean just being like i'm not letting you um not like letting you hitchhike this seems like doesn't end well for us that tracks but it's very interesting yeah because dean is willing to like bend his will to go with sam's with what sam wants to do but he also is still can he's still like they get there and he it's not like he's willing to go to the grave he is still using all of his willpower to be like i am going to be in this situation because i have to be but my willpower is going to be all directed towards ignoring my trauma and all i'm going to do is like look around and find things related to hunting because that's my primary method of like coping coping yeah yeah just coping with the life in general any emotions dean has channel that into hunting yeah and we saw that in the previous episode too um the previous episode where they meet another hunter and we have a couple of scenes where we also see dean's like focus on hunting as a, a means of escape and and we see the like this extra bit of like violence is not quite the right word but this like this intensity and sam kind of identifies it in this episode where he goes like you know you're scaring me because when you're hunting like you are scary because of like the focus you're putting on it the violence like the you you, he's like you i know you were gonna have to find something to kill because you that's what you're that's your he can't be without it yeah which is scary um but it also gets them a legitimate case which is the like hard thing because he's getting that confer like confirmation that this is not a bad way to deal with this trauma because it's yeah. like they still save they still well they save one life they they save Lindsay's life yeah they save Lindsay, and they don't really i mean they're too late for matt and then neil was way in, in too deep so yeah and they yeah good yeah, they did, they did their best. Honestly, they probably saved the only person they could have saved in yeah. this episode um, based on their own choices. Yeah, pretty good. But pretty good track record there, guys. Pretty good track record. Um, one thing I did notice about willpower is uh, um, Angela's dad. Without Angela there, without her um, presence in his life, he seems to have lost his willpower. Like, he... Like, whenever the boys come, go to his house he's I mean he's broken or to the school I think mm-hmm. um he's he's broken he's he's sad lost without her yeah. totally understandably but like yeah um he seems to be running on muscle memory not not much willpower there that's a really good way of describing kind of the opposite of willpower that whole like running on muscle memory um yeah I like that and yeah he definitely is he even says like she was my whole life and she was the source of his energy and his um focus and now he doesn't have that and he's floundering and yeah yeah, it's and then dean and sam go in and make that worse by accusing him of (laughs) particularly particularly dean it's so it's it's funny as like a scene. scene it's a funny scene 
like the but um yeah yeah poor dude but like they go in and they're just they're just like i'm like they're it's funny in this show because there are some episodes where they're really good at interacting with people and they are strategic they've clearly thought it through they're within whatever persona they're playing they play it well they don't like they have to usually ask some weird questions but sometimes they manage to like do that in a way that doesn't arouse just a ton of suspicion in this episode it's like terrible they were off their game and like dean particularly but sam's not a whole lot better like did they talk about the game plan at all before they like clearly no no I'm, it didn't seem it didn't seem like it <laughs> it seemed like they pulled up walked in and were like maybe did you kill your daughter <laughs> we're like maybe <laughs> Don't lead with that. stormed up to the door and he said, I'm going to ask him some questions. And Sam said, what's the plan? What's the plan? He said, I'm going to ask him some questions. That's it. That's all you got. <laughs> That's all I got. And then the That's second it. time too, like they go both times. It's it's just bad. It's bad. This, it's bad. this dad deserves better than, um, yeah. <laughs> but this, at least- This poor guy was so confused going about his day because he doesn't, didn't even know about the whole rest of it that oh, happened. So no. when he hears in the news or- from somebody that neil died then he's like wow that's crazy i still miss angela though like he has no idea that she came back and then was gone again which like, you know i guess small graces of this episode is that he didn't have to get re-traumatized by like seeing her and then seeing her die again or hearing about yeah. her dying again yeah. at least she didn't have any beef with him yeah <laughs> he was he was a pretty good dad i guess yeah cool. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> look, at that. look at that. Um positive yeah, dad but, role models. Well, supernatural. The, uh, yeah, yeah, hey, exactly. We got zero scenes of them together, but we know he was a good dad because she didn't go and try and crazy murder him. Yeah, but we got Dean yelling at him. So <clears throat> oops. Oops. Um he well Neil was his Neil was his TA. I just oh, realized shit, that. So that's, that's right. actually really that's actually really gonna suck. Um okay, so yeah, he will hear about that. He will nice. definitely hear about it. And he'll also hear that. Neil died in the graveyard near where his daughter was buried. So mm. that's and there's some more fresh dirt there, I guess. That's weird. But yeah. We're gonna move past that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he doesn't think too hard about that. You know, <laughs> just stay stay out of it, just stay out of all Don't of that supernatural it. stuff. Don't worry about it. Just like go back you to your should move. Yeah, actually move. Yeah, actually, how about that? Just go teach somewhere else in some other town. Just pack up and move. And maybe just like don't teach any of the stuff around like ancient don't. necromancy rituals just don't no, any of those books just get rid of kids them. greek necromancy <laughs> don't be doing that so specific it's so specific people don't learn their lesson <sighs> no no they really don't um if there's a necromancy ritual out there someone's going to use it to try and bring back someone that's that's dead because people have no willpower to resist bad decision making in this show hey yeah you know what that's bad oh I, in the show I, in the show, I mean life. also but. in general in life you know it's a reflection of of the reality that yeah yeah that's that's fair <laughs> um, okay w- one thing one thing i wanted to say about the show when do they learn how to make silver bullets because that should have been season one they figure out how to kill as many demons as possible and make the stuff themselves. Yep. Even the whole like rock salt in guns thing is a season two. Does that come two out? Thing? Thing? 
they do start doing that, which can like blast Demon. demons away demon. and and you know a lot of spirits de- spirits as well um yeah I, the silver bullets thing like that takes them a while i don't know exactly the first time we see silver bullets but silver yes. bullets also like the lore around what kills what yeah, sometimes so it's just sometimes. very specific and also very random like in this episode particularly it's super weird with the like lore around what's going to kill this undead thing yeah, they were saying like some people say burn them and some people say stake through the heart headshot like yeah like there's just so many options and they just sort of like i think they just sort of get the right one kind of by accident <laughs> like they don't give a good explanation they're just like this is the one that shows up a lot so probably it'll work and they didn't really talk about a plan they did the headshot i feel like they tried a few and they're like oh not that one not that one <laughs> hey there we go i really lucky that yeah that it was one of them and that it was it one of them a different kind of greek necromancy spell and it wasn't like fire they yeah didn't seem to have any fire it's true it's weird fire. that they didn't even try that because yeah. that's a pretty been a pretty standard practice like, like most demons burn, can burn something yeah them. most monsters can be are at least hurt by fire it slows I them down even if it doesn't like take them out most things yeah, and I feel like, yeah, which it goes along with that, the scene where they are talking about, like, right at the beginning when they're like, oh, you know, we're going to have to go and dig up the body, like, dig up the bones is what oh, Dean yeah. says. And then Sam's like, burn the bones. Sam's like, we can't do that. Sam's like, all like, we, like, it's like, she was just buried. It's going to be a body, not bones. Um, it's like, bro. I'm like, this is not that unusual for you. Like, yeah, I, I get it. That's gross. Like, I get it that that's super gross and creepy. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do it either. But it's not that far out of what they've had to do many times. Yeah. And probably burned dogs. They probably burned some sort of effigy. Oh they yeah. Burned. Sam just has a very big reaction to it, yeah, which weird is weird. But you know. I guess so. I guess, I guess so. Um, Maybe he's, uh, he's traumatized too, working through that. And... Which, honestly, fair. Um, <laughs> very fair. Burning a like body, burning bones is a lot, le- like it's still creepy and gross, but it's but a lot, feels a lot less closer to them being a human than someone who's just recently corpse. died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget I too, because this show goes on for so long and they get so comfortable with certain things around like how to kill monsters or things like that where these things don't phase them whereas like we're still early enough in the show that it's still season one or two yeah yeah early season two like they're still phased by a lot of things like they're still like oh that's uncomfortable that's gross they like which i like because it's i don't know feels a little more relatable like no yeah yeah exactly they're um, the only other thing I like, wanted to talk about in terms of theme, that's kind of connected to willpower and kind of not, but like we get this line at multiple points that um, what's dead should stay dead. And we get that line like near the beginning, we get it in the middle and we get it again at the end. It's like a mantra. It's like a mantra coming from Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't realize why he's like, keeps saying it until the end. 
like the first couple of times it's he's very directly connecting it to the current case going yep and then the second time you're like he's talking about the current case but you're like, mm, like are you actually talking about john are you are talking you... To, what are you talking what are you actually talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then by the end you're like oh you're talking about your you're actually talking about yourself the third time you're like oh okay you just gotta tell us just tell yeah. us we're not getting it and then the fourth time is he like I should stay dead. It's like, You're like, oh, okay. Which is really interesting because in the season, like in the season two premiere, which is the episode um, where he almost dies, like we get sort of the, he's going to die. They don't actually, he doesn't actually die. Like he's in a coma. He's, he's in a kind of an out of body. He kind of has an out of body state experience where he's like, seeing his body and seeing him all hooked up to machines he's seeing sam he's trying to communicate with sam he is you know that's the premiere episode of this season and but he's not dead like at no point is he actually dead he's just like i mean he's not but there is a lot of evidence in that episode from the doctors from him talking to a reaper that basically say like the reaper says to him like you're gonna die like you're you are going to die like you're not like going to purgatory. make it out of here not even purgatory but just like you just like you are currently kind of caught between life and death and as soon as We're you let go you're gonna be dead waiting for the clock to run out and then then we'll pick you up kind of thing pretty much and and she you know because she because the tessa the reaper offers him the choice says you know you can come with me like you can come with me quietly yeah. or you can become a, a spirit and you know, you know how that generally goes. That's you can be miserable and you can be a spirit forever. And he doesn't actually have a chance to like actually make a choice about that because John goes and makes a deal. To to switch. To switch. So it's interesting that in this time, like, and he I mean, he obviously doesn't know any of that. He just knows he was supposed to die. He didn't die. John died. So it's interesting that he says, I was dead, because he wasn't actually. You were on your way. But he was on his way. So it's, it's just, inter- I just thought it was like an interesting language choice. Um, and yeah, that he like points out, he's like, I, it wasn't natural. I was dead. I should have stayed dead. That is an interesting use of phrase because it's one thing to say that since he was, you know, comatose and then it feels like he was basically dead. But for him to specifically say, I was dead, I should have stayed dead. Yeah. It's odd. Yeah. Like, you right. Right. Okay, but you weren't. Like, it's like the interpretation that he's the jump thing he's jumping to is really interesting. Cause no offense, but just because you have an out-of-body experience doesn't mean that you were dead. No. There that's achievable by uh, many different means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he's and he doesn't and they don't even know, like they don't know what John did. They just know the cult was gone. John was dead. Dean is alive. So like, and like he is correctly extrapolating like dad did something to save me, but they don't actually know that at this point. And it's interesting that he like his first instinct is to go like, oh, should have been me. Dad must've made a deal. I deserve to be dead. I should have stayed dead. Then dad would be here. Yeah. Which really solve anything because Sam still wouldn't be safe. No, and also <laughs> Sam is like honestly less safe in that situation yeah. based on what we know of John. Like, I don't think John was going to be Around. like, 
stellar parent of the year if Dean suddenly died. Like, I think no. they would have both gone. I think both both him and Sam would have gone off the rails uh, even more than they already do. Yeah. And then they would have gotten mad at each other and then got so low and it would have been, it just wouldn't have been bad. It would have been bad. It would have been bad. Um, but Dean doesn't uh, connect those dots at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yep. He's just like, he's just like, um, I should be dead. It's, it's just interesting how, it's just interesting in this episode. I was, I couldn't really connect it to willpower, but the, even, well, I guess the willpower to like believe I, what you've been telling yourself about the situation. What were you going to say? I, I had said it seems like a, or I'd written down, it seems like a, a coping mechanism. Like that he, mm. he came to that conclusion about this case and then is kind of repeating it again and it's going to make it right here because I'm the mistake. I'm the exception that proves the rule. Like, ah. so his willpower comes out in the way that he's trying to force that rule because he feels so badly about his dad messing it up for him and for for all of them. Ooh, that's really interesting. That's why it's so important, this case. Yeah, and that's why he repeats it so many times and it gets stronger every time, kind of. He's, he's, he's feeling guilty about it. Yeah. And, and wants to make it right. Yeah. Which is also maybe why he's not letting himself like actually be sad about John because if he, you know, he doesn't just like it. it. Yeah. And also if he is sad about John, like he doesn't like he, I think he almost doesn't feel like he deserves to be sad about it because he's like, well, you know, it wouldn't have even happened if it wasn't for me. Like I'm responsible yeah. for it. And so I can't apologize. No, exactly. And I can't feel bad and I can't be sad that he's gone or be sad that we lost him because like I'm directly responsible for the fact that we lost him. And he's trying to clearly trying to communicate that with Sam the whole episode, but does not, is not, not willing to say it. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, these boys need to talk to each other more. Yeah. Yeah. They need to have more of the conversations that they have at the end. Yeah. Um which they finally do. Um, I'm so proud. I know. You know, I wouldn't, I'm, growth might be the wrong word, but it's a step towards emotional vulnerability. A step. Yeah. It's a step. It's a step. Um, they don't really know what to and do with that. Every step is important. Every step is important. Um, you know, just start with one thing. If you're struggling to, to say how you really feel, just start with one thing. Even if you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this thing. And like Dean says, I'm going to say this. He I says think I it. I should be dead. Like, I think I should be dead. What are you going to say to fix that? You can't say anything to fix that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a good question. What are you? Oh, and then they just said nothing. I was like, oh. And then they roll credits on the episode. They're like, they're like, we have no solutions for this, which to be fair, there aren't really any. No. Um, no. Both because they don't really know what's going on. And um, because that's kind of how grief and guilt work is that there's not really an easy answer so next we're going to move into our going meta segment we're tracking lore bechdel test pop culture all that fun stuff first up death counter how many deaths do we have in this episode we got angela matt neil i think that's it yeah so angela twice kind of the (laughs) lindsay didn't die the dad didn't die yeah, no that's all. No animals died. No other deaths. And it's very self-contained. 
you know it's not historical spirit or anything or ghost or anything like a lot of them are no it's a three-day-old spirit yeah yeah or not even spirit it's like a reanimated corpse reanimated corpse you know it's fun um and no major character deaths in this episode other than you know the conversation about with dean saying he thinks that he was dead so responsible for killing his dad too yeah Yeah. references but yeah yeah well um there were barely two female characters yeah a conversation about i'm gonna kill you yeah which was about the men which was about yeah so still doesn't work hard pat hard fail at one point she said i'm home and that wasn't about a man that right that's that's a a stretch that's a stretch it's not really a conversation (laughs) no that's a statement a declaratory statement followed by a punch yeah an assault in general yeah so no that one i don't think i think i think this one is a pretty good fail and based on the fact that you know yes they both have names but they're really brief stock kind of characters yeah they're really brief they're not really given any any personality more depth after she died yeah before yeah oops oops (laughs) yeah do better supernatural writers Come on. And they will proceed to do about the same or worse <laughs> until occasionally they do better. Um, um, in terms of lore, for our lore check, um, we kind of talked a little bit about this, but yeah, there's like first time we've seen a reanimated corpse specifically, and it's really unclear still of like other than the kind of stake. Wow how they kill them or or how it came about because right all they knew is it was ancient greek lettering and a necromancy spell there was really no explanation of where the guy got where neil got the spell or how the dad knew stuff about necromancy right yeah yeah it's very but that's very niche sort of like field of study to like be like like, ancient greece i'm like yeah that make that tracks ancient Greek necromancy like that's very specific obviously we're at the exceptions to the rule because i mean we have we talk about greek necromancy all the time yeah of course it's a topic of interest everybody i guess no no i guess you know i recognized it instantly but yeah those symbols were like very familiar um they jumped out they jumped out actually (laughs) okay so i did actually take when i was in high school i did take like two years of like ancient greek Yep, I did. T- I mean, I took, yeah, classic, like the Epsilon, all that. You know, you classic know. Uh, Christian homeschooler, second mm-hmm. language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, did <laughs> Greek, did Latin for a bit, Spanish. <laughs> so there's um, basically what we're saying is that we are experts in the obviously. kind of, you know, la- ancient languages <laughs> represented in the show. Specifically uh, the necromancy form. Right. Yeah, specifically. Um, (laughs) Ancient Greek is not a a thing. Like we'll see it in Supernatural a handful of times, but it's not as common. We had a lot more Latin in in Supernatural lore. Is what I what I expect more. Yeah, and when they said Greek, I was like, we have Greek ancient Greek necromancy. Didn't remember that. Didn't remember that was a thing. Um, I think it's because we don't have it very often. (laughs) No, I dig it though. Yeah, and there's not a lot of other lore in this episode, is there? Anything else you can think of? Not much. They talk about stuff they know about zombies and 
like recognizing signs of spirits existing, mm-hmm. you know, like the dead ground, plants dying, all that. Right. They recognize that, but that's some, I mean, that's background lore. Yeah, that's, yeah. And it's, it's interesting because the whole like Dean standing in a circle of like things that are dead is very, if you've watched later on in the show, um, there is a scene that again has Dean standing in the middle of like a whole bunch of things that have died, like a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of plant life that has died. It's very, it's a very interesting like visual. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh, I didn't realize we had this visual before as well as when we have it in season four. They call back to that later. Yeah, very subtly. And it's not the exact same situation, but it's still kind of it's kind of connected to this whole concept of like what's dead will stay dead. And if you've seen season four, you'd reference that. Are you enough for work? I have to do a dead. Oh yeah, what? So uh, six, do retype. Have fun. Okay, uh, I gotta have like 15 minutes. Cool. We got time. Oh yeah, we'll like get through it all. We got this. We got this. Yeah, but that's anyway, that's like something that I noticed. If you've seen if you're listening and you've seen season four, um, the first episode of season four, you will probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's just an interesting visual connected to the idea of like what's dead will stay dead because it's also a, an episode about a, a kind of um, reanimation. reanimation. Yeah, or resurrection or however you're thinking about it. It's in an episode that's called Lazarus Rising. Um, it, you know, very interesting unintentional supernatural paralleling happening okay um but that's all i'll say on that um so in terms of locations this episode takes place in kansas um at the place where mary was buried or not mary mary was not buried the place where they erected a tombstone for mary and instead it was mary's uncle which is again really interesting because we don't ever hear about this uncle again yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is that Bobby that they're talking about? That's not no, because Bobby. Bobby's not related. Guy. They're talking about like um, a biological, technically it would be like a biological great uncle that they would have, which is really interesting. And brief spoiler alert. So don't listen if you don't want a really mm-hmm. basic spoiler. Um, we find out later that Ma- Mary's family were hunters. So... We don't know. Again, we don't ever find out about this particular uncle. If this particular uncle uncle was a hunter, if it was just like a a person that was like she should have a grave. So it's just very interesting. It's very interesting that John didn't do it. It's very interesting that someone else did. The boys didn't do it. The boys didn't. I mean, the boys were like. Well, well I mean, foreign. I mean, at this point, like right. if it still wasn't there now, then they. Were yeah, there. but I mean, there was no bot. There was never any body or anything. It's it's just very interesting. Um. In terms of the filming locations, it's filmed at a botanical garden. So the cemetery is actually a botanical garden um, in Vancouver. I don't know if it's actually also a cemetery. I don't actually think it is. I think the may have they may have. I think they those may be uh, props entirely. And then it's filmed at like a couple of uh, residential like manor kind of houses. Again, those neighborhoods. Yep, all Vancouver. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. I have been to Van Dusen. I have been to those botanical gardens like once, but I was a, I was pretty little. I don't remember it very well. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. 
Pop culture, I know you have a note for this. Oh, yeah, pop culture. Uh, the only thing that I caught, Dean at one point is like, haven't you ever seen Pet Cemetery about, you know, dead things being in the ground and it killing them, and reanimating corpses, that being bad. And like, damn, you didn't even watch Stephen King? Wow. <laughs> that, that was it that was all i got though that's i think that's pretty much i think there's one other one but i don't remember what it was and it's again a pretty niche one um pet cemetery is a good and again we're getting another reference of like dean loves um horror movies and of course sam doesn't know it because sam doesn't like horror movies we also know that by this point he doesn't like so many things clowns and yeah which stuff. i mean not liking horror movies when your life is like kind of a horror movie i can respect that yeah. um can't blame him nope can't blame him there um clowns are terrifying honestly i'm i'm a little concerned about people who aren't at least a little bit nervous about clowns at least as they're generally presented with clowns i don't trust uh last up uh gaydar sexuality and gender connections we (laughs) talked a bit about Oh, actually, this is where my one other pop culture reference comes in, and it's connected to this as well, is uh, Dean, when they are talking about the girl, when they realize that she had been cheated on, Dean says, hell hath no fury, which is okay. the whole, the full quote of that is, hell hath no fury than a woman scorned. And, it, you know, that's, yeah, because that, <laughs> that phrase comes from a play called The Morning Bride. It's from the, like, early 18th century. Um Again, I mean, a pretty common, like, it's a pretty well-known, like, quote. Yeah, um, yeah, everybody's heard it by this point. Yeah, it's very connected. It's interesting, like, that's, that's Dean's reference there. And um, connecting that to the gender piece, obviously, um, we talked a little bit earlier about how shitty this is, episode is for its presentation of... Um, gender in general. Gender in general. And then... Yeah. And Dean makes a dumb ladies first. Dean makes a dumb like ladies first comment at Sam, yeah. which is just like unnecessary and par for the course for 2006. Yeah. yeah. No one was surprised. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about that other than. I really thought yeah. for um, Lindsay's whole introduction that there was going to be a subplot about Lindsay actually being into it, but it it was she was sad about matt dying and i didn't pick up on it yeah well she's she's just oh i know they had opportunity there to give make it more interesting her relationship with um angela and that could have been i think given both of them more personality and like you know i don't i could have i could have gone with like a her angela still trying to kill Lindsay, but maybe for some more interesting reason than the reason yeah. they went with they went for yeah. the really low hanging fruit there yeah so we have two more things today um first we have a little q a so i'm going to ask you a question related to something the episode doesn't answer and get your thoughts and my question this is where i'm coming back to something i said earlier the when angela says i'm like when angela meets sam in the graveyard and says i'm still a person please like she's pleading with him not to kill her presumably like i mean i think that one's pretty obvious but my question for you is like what impression do you get is she is she lying or is she telling the truth like does she actually believe that 
Is she telling the truth? Like, what is, what, like, what is, why is she appealing in this way? Because I thought it was really interesting and I didn't have an answer. That is interesting. I do like that. Um, I, I would say she doesn't care if it's true or not. She doesn't know if it's true. She doesn't care if it's true. She's saying whatever she thinks she needs to say to be able to make it out of there and alive ish alive ish right it's a survival it's a survival response not yeah. actually it definitely didn't seem genuine it's it felt like like yeah like she was just trying to say something to to tug on his heartstrings a little bit right appeal to his sense of humanity by being like i'm a human yeah. too and i was so recently alive like i'm still a person she's not human by right how she she interacted with neil and matt like Right. slash slash and she can do things that normal ass humans can't like she's right she's more than that she's right different and even if she isn't wasn't a violent person before her death something about being brought back has made her unstable unstable and like unable to kind of even have the willpower to stop herself from being violent <laughs> that, that that block is kind of the restrictions that she willed on herself to be a mm-hmm. good person before yeah are gone and so yeah I I like that I like the idea that she doesn't actually maybe know or care and that this is just a survival I think maybe she thought of it in the moment and said maybe that's uh I mean I I think I am still a human I could want to be could be but I don't think she is cool I uh it's a good question I I like that I like that answer it's a good answer so our last thing today is going to be choosing our uh, theme songs for the episode. So based on our discussion, based on anything that we've talked about or anything we thought of during the episode, I do have a song in mind. I'm just going to find it here. And if you have a a song in mind. I, not one that jumps out. No, That's all good. That jumps out. So the song I'm gonna it's and this is a the song is I'd called I'd rather be a ghost. Um and it's by Semler. And the it's I'm going with some of what the lyrics are and what the feeling of this song is more than what I know the I think artist's original intention was, because the song is about a bunch of different things. But the concept in this song is is around like presence and um you know being in your body versus like you know how you're perceived and I think like I'm thinking about it specifically in relation to like the way Dean the relation Dean is having to his own sense of like his own humanity and of like deserving to be alive or like should I you know should I actually be dead um and this song I think you know kind of has that feeling um and it's very melancholy and um it was the first song that came to my mind so there we go that's our chosen theme song is there anything else that you would like to say about this episode noah um i don't i don't think so i i got everything on my anything i wrote down i got to talk about um it was a good pretty good episode yeah it wasn't as funny as i thought it was going to be but um, (laughs) It was a good one. It, I talked about trauma, talked about a lot of things. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, 
good. I, I love the brothers and their dynamic. So yeah. I'm a sucker for that. I'm a, I'm a fan. Children's yeah. show, dead things. I'm, I'm, yeah. You're like, you're like, yeah. It's cool. Haunting. Spooky. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's true. It's also kind of poetic and. It definitely didn't feel like a filler episode. You know? No, no. There was some, some good character growth with, with Sam and Dean. It was a good, it was a good episode. And hey, it was a great time. It's always yes. a blast talking. Um, yes love to do it again Easy. yeah thank you so much for joining me oh no today. thank you so much for having me it was yeah. so much fun um much love to everyone else thank you so that <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna conclude our show for today if you haven't yet please subscribe to driver picks the podcast wherever you get your shows and come talk to us by sending in a voicemail or tagging us on twitter or tiktok or tumblr Thank you all for coming along for the ride. We wish you a peaceful road until we meet again. Next week, we are joined by very special guests, Beth and Jamie, who actually share a podcast name with us and are doing their own watch through show, also called Driver Picks the Podcast. And they are going to come and join me. And we're going to be discussing season two, episode five, Simon Said, through the theme of Sanctuary. A note to our listeners, this episode was recorded prior to our season three name change, where we went from Driver Picks the Podcast to Saving People, Queering Things. For all of our new social media platforms, visit queeringthingspodcast.com.